Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm with a returning guest and also uh, a normie. Um, I call normies uh, people who aren't in the music scene, whether that's Seattle or just the music industry in general. Um, I've been talking a lot on the podcast lately about trying to connect different entities and media and community together. And uh, this is the first take for me to have just a normal person on the podcast, Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey. And I'm also here with Carter Costello. Um, I, I I can't say for sure if people have listened to the Carter Costello episode. That was when uh, my podcast was the Triple H Nast podcast <laughs> over three years ago, um, BC even. So um, if you if you guys have seen that, or I guess only heard it, it was only audio. You guys are you're a real one for that. But yes, I'm here with Carter Costello and uh, Joe Ubaldi. Um, I've known Joe of I've known of Joe since like I don't know middle school or high school. Yeah, something um, like that. That sounds about right. Yeah, um, me and Joe have uh, recently become close buddies in the past couple of months. Um, me and uh, Carter, on the other hand, like I said, I've known him for three years. And we reconnected about a year ago when I invited him to the the Nats live at the Vape Shop. If you guys were there, mm-hmm. so um, how how are you guys doing? Man, exquisite. Yeah, dude, it's great to be back on with video now, man. It's kind of yeah, this is fucking high tech in comparison. <laughs> yeah, how it was before. Yeah, it was crazy. Like I would I would like set up like studio lights and everything looked professional at the other studio, but there was no camera involved. So I just had like blinding lights on people's eyes for like no dude it was no awesome, fucking man. reason you recorded it on your phone yeah yeah it's a it's come a long way from yeah, like man. phone video quality to to zoom interviews and now at this space um, i'm happy we reconnected i feel like we really bonded um at my cabin trip for the the nast anniversary dude yeah we watched um fuck what was that called your mom's house if you guys have seen that your mom's house podcast. They do a live podcast mm. every couple of months, mm. and it was mm. a very brutal. <laughs> it was a very brutal uh, show. Basically, your mom's house. They show <laughs> fucked up videos and they uh, kind of review them, basically. Yeah. And um, the live version is only shown on their website because of how gnarly the videos got. But after you watch uh, a man jack off with scissors in his dick. Um, Bro. You, you build a different type of bond Whoa. <laughs> and uh i feel like carter's a friend an artist that truly like follows up with me um i talk to a lot of people and you'd be surprised how few people follow up so um not in a bad way people just get busy but like it, it definitely he holds a dear place in my heart because of the fact that he follows up and uh, we're, we're about to throw uh our first concert together which is super exciting, dude. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Is this your? You you've thrown shows before. You're an artist, so I'm guessing like, do you, can you even know how many shows you've thrown at this point? I mean, honestly, I'm not sure. I've done. I've only curated my own a couple times. Okay. So this is still like something that's new to me. And at the homegrown space, mm. it's like a whole. Well, I had baby show. Okay. You know, the, Baby's been on the podcast. <clears throat> I think that the episode's called. A dominatrix and Jesus walk into a bar. That shit was on with Baby and James. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Fuck yeah. No, but but I had their show, um, and then we had James's birthday party, mm-hmm. and I had a memorial for my friend Jaden. That was the first like big gathering mm-hmm. we had at the space. So this is the first <clears throat> show like homegrown. Right. The the first homegrown show, like the house show. Yeah, and so. first Nash show. To be honest, like I haven't done 
this is my first time curating people either. And it's it's really funny because everyone except Cayuga and Lurk Wellington yeah. taking a chance on these people. I haven't even met them yet. Dude, they're sick. I trust you. Um, everyone else, there's about five acts. Everyone else has been on the show before. So that, that's kind of the next step in the NAS podcast community is actually putting people together for a show. And uh, like I said, this is the next step in the podcast, having normal people like Joe on. So Joe, uh, t tell the people what, what you do. Uh, I'm a mechanic. I work at a, a mechanic shop. Uh, it's called Mudari Motorsports up in Kirkland. Uh, I work on the uh, mechanic side, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, we have the dealership side as well, too. Uh, pretty much what we do is uh, we buy cars at auction, fix them up, and resell them. Hell yeah. Yeah. What got you into mechanicing? <laughs> Is that the right <laughs> word? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it, just through through high school, uh, junior year, I talked to my uh, advisor. Mm. forgot what his name, Hernandez or Mr. something. Okay. Uh, he uh, showed me this uh, auto tech course that they had at uh, like Washington Institute of Technology and, you know, the rest is history. You know, I took yeah. a quick look at their school, threw me in some classes and ended up loving the auto side, at least. Oh, I didn't even know you can go to school for that. I didn't even. Yeah, trade school. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I did that uh, two years. I did, you know, the auto classes. They took me through all of uh, what's known as a ASE, which is uh, Automotive Service Excellence. They took mm -hmm. me through all the courses that they have. Uh, very specific, like brakes, steering, suspension, engine, engine mm -hmm. rebuilding, different things like that. They took us through every single one of those in about two years. You know. Um, ninety percent of the work that we do is all hands-on, um, and then you know once all that finishes up, we you know get our associates, um, and yeah, you know. Holy shit! I that's the first time I even heard about any of that. That's I didn't even know you went to school for that. Yeah, no. I mean, I obviously had to do you know regular general academic courses. Yeah, you know those were you know awesome. <laughs> so, like, what about you, Carter? Did you go to school at all? I, you know, me and school have a weird relationship, bro. Yeah, same here. Yeah, like I'll go in and then I'll go out and then, but I'll never really give it my best effort ever since graduating. Mm -hmm. Now, even before then, man, I, I, I fucked up with school in like eighth grade and then I went to rehab and then rehab school is. And bring the mic a little closer, different. my guy. Is it fucking up? Just a little bit closer. There we go. Let's hey. hear that sensual voice. Hey, is this thing on? Yes. Cool. Uh, no, but I went to, I went to school in rehab for two years of high school mm. and they don't focus as much on academics. So I kind of got like a little scrunch together education. And then I went to another school that prioritizes recovery and sobriety over academics. So, huh. you know, and it's beautiful shit. Like they but do. But you can read. Yeah. I, I can, <laughs> you know, I, I would say I've. I have a hard time sometimes with reading books. But you don't read right. <laughs> no, man, I, I can read. Hell yeah. Incredibly well. That, that's kind of cool, though, to, to, I guess, I don't know if I really talk to people about being in trade school. You know, like, I feel, you know, going through, like, elementary school, middle school, high school, it's kind of like putting your brain that you have to go to school. But then some people end up going to school and getting in debt and being like, I didn't even want to go to school in general or for this major. So that's cool to see that yeah. you were able to find something that took two years, you said? Yeah, two years. Mm -hmm. And then now you're where you're at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that like, did you ever think of trade school though when you are like were growing up? Like this literally was just something you 
figured out in high school? Like, what was your dream job? Oh, geez. I mean, everybody has some sort of dream job they look for, but, you know, at least in my case, you know, I kind of started to think and I think most, most of it was just overthinking really, you know, oh God, you know, what am I going to do? And kind of figured, you know, if I'm not as academically strong, I'm definitely more mechanically and hands-on smart. And so I just knew that from the second I heard that there was an opportunity for me to pursue that, I had no hesitation in wanting to take that. Hell yeah. Do you think, do you have, like wish you would have known about it earlier by any chance? I mean, I think the, actually, yes, honestly, we had, uh, I think the youngest kid we had in our class was like 16, I want to oh, say. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, really young. Yeah. Because I didn't realize that I could have done radio when I first started high school. But like, I, I started it when I was a senior. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just stuck with me because I feel like, you know, certain things like sports, I guess like piano or something like that's kind of pushed mm-hmm. if you want to be musical at a young age. But like being artistic and being like you can do this for a living or being like, hey, you can be a mechanic when you're like five years old. I don't know if it's <laughs> really like, I don't know if those are jobs that are taught in school or whatever. Definitely not. I mean, they're, you know, everything's all always just, you know, mashed in together and no one really looks at, oh, well, you know. What, what what would this person be doing? You know, is this, you know, what are some skills that I might not know I have unless, yeah. you know, I venture outwards, which isn't really something that's taught in school either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's why I'm starting the NAST Colt School where you guys oh. get. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, oh, tell me about wow. it. Wow. I don't even know what I would teach. I would just teach podcasting. And like, teach podcasting. <laughs> That's so like a, just make everybody a little you. Yeah. Give them your hair and a pair of glasses. I was watching this. What was it? Was it? Chucky it might have been, <laughs> it might have been Chucky Chucky has a new TV show I think it's like a year yes, or two old I saw that no no it's not I, th- I think it's I mean they uh, they either revamped a season and now it's okay. making making it back in the like media season somehow two maybe? I don't know but it looks no it I was, definitely didn't hear about it last Halloween I'm pretty sure it's in Chucky where there's like a podcaster kid Really? In the TV show, and he's like a little black kid. No, and I'm like, holy What's shit! What's his name? Like, fucking Al? I don't know. <laughs> begins with a B or something. <laughs> but yeah, like Bartholomew. Like, <laughs> <Barth>. <laughs> I, I, but seriously, like, if I had seen, I, I just had Martin Tran on, who, um, he's Vietnamese, <laughs> Vietnamese, what Vietnamese, <laughs> Vietnamese or something. <laughs> One of those, he's <laughs> right? But. He he was saying that like he was never asked about his ethnicity until he reached college, right? Because he was like the one or two Asian kids growing up on the east side, um, and it exp- expands past just like race. Like if I had saw a podcaster kid on Chucky when I was a little kid, maybe I would have been into podcasting way way sooner. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting to think about like. Sometimes you really do have to see things like in media or whatever to be inspired to to do it. You know what right. I mean? Right. I mean, a lot of the time it's your parents, though. Like, did you have a role model? Oh, totally. Um, I mean, in the sense that, like, they were either coaches or other athletes I looked up to. Because at the time, when I was younger, you know, soccer was a huge part of my life. Mm. And one of the reasons why, you know, I stopped doing it is because you know, it just became, it, it almost kind of felt like it was a job. Right. Uh, it wasn't, 
not to say that I was like the best at what I was doing, but like, uh, you know, at some point I felt like just the commitment was just way too strong. You know, I just wanted to have fun. And I just felt like after every game I lost or after every frustrating practice, I felt like I was just always beating on myself for no reason. But they didn't give you ice cream or like a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, like back a, maybe when I was ribbon. like five or six, you know, they'd have, you know, one of the parents would bring the snacks out after a game. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I guess no one's going to force you to be an artist mm. or you to be a mechanic right. or me to be a podcaster. But like, I used to be obsessed with like reading, right? Like to the point my parents would like come into my room at like 4 a.m. and I'd be like under my blankets reading Harry Potter or some shit. You know what I mean? Like I was an intense reader, but as soon as like reading became like a mandatory thing in school. Oh, dude. I haven't read a book since. Dude, yeah, dude, don't even get me started on that. Oh my god, I, I literally haven't read a. I haven't sat down and read like a page of a book in for like yeah since I was maybe in like middle school or something. Yeah, everything else in high school, I just said I read. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> and he barely graduated. I'm <laughs> I barely barely graduated. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There ain't no reader. We aren't we aren't readers in here. <laughs> I rather like. I might I'm, be a little bit illiterate. <laughs> I'm to the point though, like you can like look up answers on Google, but I rather like look something up on YouTube. I want it to be like a minute long tutorial. I don't want to be like a 20 minute tutorial on how to Dude, do something. I was thinking the but, other day, like what if somebody made like a YouTube channel, but each video was only like a couple seconds, each video corresponding to like a frequently asked question. I think that's and what reels can... are. <laughs> yeah, they have no. shorts now. Shorts? Oh, well, YouTube shorts. shorts? Uh, oh, yeah, well, that too. But you're seeing like a series, you're saying. Or, or just something. You just go on like their YouTube channel, just look up a quick question or something and just have the have, uh, have it answered to you in like five to ten seconds. YouTube uh, Q&A. That's the next big thing, bro. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah, i just been really thinking about like how someone decides what they want to do with their life. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a big, it's a big topic, of course. Well, think like, about it like a long time, like, a, I mean, I don't know, maybe like a hundred years ago or something, you know, jobs were pretty, you know, at least I think were, you know, sentence you either did this or this or this. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you know, the, you know, world's changed so much and especially in business terms where, you know, you could end up doing literally fucking anything. A yeah. lot of, I feel like it's a lot easier nowadays to kind of go with the flow and to be more acceptable with the amount of pay you get with mm-hmm. certain jobs. But it's also, I don't know if romanticized the right word, but it seems like a lot of things seem like they're easy to do. And like a lot of oh, people, totally. but a lot of it's like way harder than you think, which is also, but I guess maybe we want that in society or well, totally. to I seem mean, like we, it's a we possibility. We wouldn't want everybody to be fucking, you know, millionaires because- you know what, what comes from that i don't know but then you look at like what's going on in seattle even like like people are still super understaffed mm-hmm. where, wherever you go it's because of the tech man fucking amazon i don't know if it's shit. tech it's all the way no it has to do with covid i think because I mean, everyone got the stimulus I mean, maybe everyone, i mean people it, got stimulus checks I, right? I, I feel like we're at a time where it's kind of like i feel like it's too it, it's still i mean it's it's already passed saying you know it's because of covid i feel no, like there's like it's a already, butterfly there was a big effect bro no no no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like just like now though i feel like you know we're two almost three years into the i don't know pandemic people I mean, are still we're not, not even technically work. in a pandemic anymore i don't know my grand 
my great aunt. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's been declared that we are not independent. Don't listen to Joe Biden. Declared. Joe Biden. You saw? No, you didn't see that. Joe Biden was like, "The pandemic's over." The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's but the pandemic is over. No, bro. I mean, there's trickle down from everything. hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like all these Seven Eleven. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You That's know. why I'm getting a new studio. Literally, yeah. this program, I guess I haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. And I'm, so basically I was selected to get a new studio space. Mm-hmm. And there's a few s- storefronts that are available, but there's still another trickle down step where only certain people who were selected actually get a space. Yeah. So I'm still trying to bring it to fruition. Mm-hmm. That for sure is going to happen. I had Martin Tran on from Seattle Restored. So like I'm building the relationship with the right people to make sure it happens. But the only reason why Seattle and Seattle Restored are giving these pop-up storefronts to people is because those storefronts have closed down due to COVID. You know, mm-hmm. So there is definitely like trickle effect. Or like I, I guess I haven't been to the av much before actually i didn't know what the av was until last year i don't <laughs> even know what the av is this is the av we're this on the, AV. the AV. university oh, district this yeah. is called the av this is where all the college kids hang out so i can't I was about s- to say i saw a ton of college kids when i was yeah the yeah, uw's right there yeah. yeah but like would you carter have you been on the you've been on the av before yeah pandemic would you say like the the homeless population has increased since i mean yeah probably so it's just like mm-hmm. a i'm not I'm not ragging on homeless people right now. I'm just saying, like, you see, like, all these effects from COVID and people being displaced, businesses closed down. So I'm just saying, you're mm-hmm. a stupid idiot for Sam's yeah, kidding. Yeah, no, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm just a fucking dumbass, yeah. No, no. no. bro. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a weird thing, though. It's a, I don't know, man. It's a weird thing where I feel like a lot of people who live in Seattle aren't even, who weren't happy with Seattle before are just 10 times yeah. more unhappy and like want to leave seattle more bitter and shit stayed the same price for everything like if you're trying to buy something yeah the inflation didn't go down except for like housing and shit yeah in some places some places went up too right like there's a lot of uh apartment complexes in downtown seattle like penthouses and stuff that are like completely empty because no one can afford to live there right it's dude. it's a enter and then you were saying you don't really like seattle much do you or yeah, I feel like I'm just kind of getting sick of the of the weather. Really? So the weather mm-hmm. does like play a toll on. Oh, definitely. Play a toll I can definitely. I definitely notice the days where you know if it's a couple weeks in and it's just still foggy and gray out. I definitely feel more depressed than I would on a day where it's you know sunny and really? nice out. Bro, it's because you're not taking advantage of the fact you can fucking wear as many oh, layers as you very true. You can wear a chrome coat chrome. and a pink blazer, <laughs> dude. Hell yellow yeah. paint you can With wear as many things yeah. as you want true but i think that's, that's true i feel recharged though when it's like so, everyone's sad yeah. <laughs> okay that sounds bad okay you but like feed off sadness. of the negativity <laughs> no no it's not even that like i feed off the cloudiness and the rain mm-hmm. like i feel like it gives me an edge because so many people feel like they can't get shit done when it's rainy and shit i feel like that's when i can get stuff done because mm-hmm. when it's when it's sunny I feel like I don't want to get any work done. I'm like rushing to get out of my studio. True, I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah, when it's sunny, I feel tired all the time. Really? Yeah. Like I wake up and it's, it's like already exhaustion. hot out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or maybe it's FOMO. I think it's FOMO. That's what I get. FOMO. Really? 
when it's rainy, I know no one's doing shit. So I don't get, I don't, I, first of all, it makes me work harder. But when it's sunny out, I'm like, fuck, I'm working right now. Maybe other people are having fun, but I mm-hmm. guess people have day jobs and stuff too. So I don't. Yeah. I mean, I also, you know, depends on your occupation. I feel like your occupation has a pretty big impact on whether or not yeah. you are going to enjoy uh, That's the That's funny, weather. bro. Cause you're a mechanic and we're both in like the entertainment artist realm. Mm-hmm. So. So I'd rather be working on, I wouldn't say a very hot day because that can definitely, you know, get frustrating. Burn your hand on the car metal or some shit. Yeah, it would make that even worse. But like, you know, I I, I don't want to be working when it's fucking, you know, cold and wet Mm -hmm. out. Like that's just, I don't Mm. know. I mean, obviously I'm going to if I have to. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I prefer, you know, like somewhere maybe like Florida or something, you know. I think it's underwater right now. So. <laughs> yeah, actually, well, well, my, you know, I, I got a house down in Florida. Is it still uh, there? Our neighbors lost their roof. Oh, Whole shit. roof ripped off when they were inside of it. Like the tornado Holy or shit. something? Yeah. Was there the a hurricane, tornado? Hurricane, hurricane Ian. Oh, yeah. It oh, was damn. the eye of the storm was 30 minutes from my house. Damn. Wow, man. bro. Yeah. So it didn't hit you at all? Or? It just, well, I mean, our, our the neighbors right behind us, maybe like 100 feet from our house, you know, roof wow. just ripped straight off. Our house is completely completely fine somehow. Holy shit. Damn. So we're housing like some of our neighbors right now in that house. Ah, oh, that's yeah. nice. That's sad, but that's nice. Yeah, cool. You get to be there for that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. There we go. So let's, 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 t- I want to talk to Joe about what is your take on arts in Seattle so far from my for me doing somewhat of a job, I'm not going to say a good job or a bad job. I'm just going to say somewhat of a job. Well, I mean, if it definitely, well, if it, I'd say, you know, if it wasn't for you, I definitely wouldn't be as exposed to right. this side of the you know industry. And it's just the beginning, which is what I like about you is that you're not off in college, like where I can like, to the point there's almost more, pre- how do I phrase this? When my friends that are in college come back to Seattle mm-hmm. and they have like a weekend or two, and then I take them to a show. Like, let's say I took them to a show like I took you to, mm-hmm. which was not a good show. Let's just be honest. But it, it was an experience. It was a great turnout. It yeah. was an experience. It was a good experience. Right? But if I'm taking a friend who just got back from college, mm-hmm. whether they're partying in college or not, they only are in town for a few days. If I take them to something like that, that's going to turn them off from being part, wanting to be part of the music scene or understand more of the Seattle culture. Yeah, I can see that. So they're like, this is, I just wasted my time. Versus with you, you're you're here in Seattle. You live in the Seattle area, right? I'm experiencing so, something I'm going to be able to be seeing as a whole. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I see. Yeah. And like, it can only go up from <laughs> that last event. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're going to go to a show that's worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, yeah, I think that, uh, it's definitely interesting you know i've yeah. always i've always viewed art as being not necessarily odd but just interesting yeah and seeing the amount of expression that people um you know show how does carter make you art. feel <laughs> look at carter and be That's like <laughs> carter right now he looks like he's he knows what he's doing you know hey he, good looking out yeah, good looking yeah, I would, I would trust him with a large sum of money. Wow. Yeah, there we go. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, like, I don't want this to come across weird or like I don't know how go to phrase it. this. So I introduce you to Saint Dion, Cardinal mm-hmm. Saint Dion. Fuck yeah. 
like did you or even meeting carter now do you feel like there's any difference in like energy or how people hold themselves when you see someone who's like in art and like saying like carter's full like full time is art um I see, I, I see a huge difference really huge difference you know there's though the, there's artists who are very you know outgoing very you know um loud and vocal with their personality whereas you know there's some who are in that industry but outside they're very quiet you know very mm-hmm. you know they keep to themselves heavily you know obviously you know once you're with them for long enough you know they're going to be able to come out of the shell but i feel like you know there's i feel like there's just a spectrum to the artists yeah that's cool yeah i think seattle's a place to actually i don't know if i can say this i feel like a lot of the times if you see someone dress like carter or whatever like you can kind of assume they're an artist too which i think is kind of really from my experience at least would you look at me and think i'm an artist no, I would just think you're somebody who is confident in their style. Really? Cool. Very. Well, that's cool, too. I think style is Because, I mean, I, I could not see myself putting that on and rocking that shit. You hella could. I would I would would disagree. Oh, just by the way, bro, you could do this. You yeah. could do this. You know, maybe it's just my lack of self-confidence. Yeah, maybe it is. I we'll swear, work on that. So <laughs> many people say that <laughs> I wear shit that nobody else could pull off. Like, I'll Dude. hear that from hella people. Yeah. But the thing is, like anybody you know like what's different about me nothing like fucking anybody could wear what yeah, i wear I and like think it looks good and then it would look good true i don't know maybe maybe, maybe tiny take maybe but you probably think or maybe like, it's that young gravy vibe maybe i don't know like you're like you're like covered in tats like i feel like you you own it. There's a, there's a confidence thing. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. If you just think, you know, that this looks like the shit and you want to yeah. present yourself that true. way, then you look good. Very true. But did that take you like time to get there? Because like I know a ton of artists. There's like artists that I'm friends with that wouldn't even go out to a show to make connect- con- connections because that makes them too nervous. Bro. So I was thinking about this when you said the the artist spectrum Mm -hmm. thing like how there's outgoing artists and then introverted artists like for me naturally i'm introverted as shit you know like i'm scared of what you think about me really when i'm walking down the street you know like i'll fucking like if i trip on something i'm looking around saying like did anybody see that but i'll try my best like to shove that shit down you know Mm -hmm. or like i don't know move not shove it down but move past it and that's kind of why i dress and act in an outgoing way, period, to, like, get myself out of this mental funk that I'm I in. I see what you're saying, yeah. You know? So, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. And that kind of answered that. Wow. Okay, then how did you get to that point where you felt like you can do that and be outgoing? And that that I could mean, be inspiring, inspiring for other artists or even, like, Joe. Like, yeah. Joe wants to... I'm not saying Joe wants to dress like you, yeah, but, like, right. that's a good... <laughs> because that's a mental note you have to make to be like, hey, I feel self-conscious or I, I'm kind of in a shell, so I'm going to be the change i want to be or whatever make whatever that saying is you know what i mean i'm yeah. the worst with sayings no right i mean be the change you want to see oh shit i got it right <laughs> but uh i think kind of with recovery uh-huh. you know like i experienced enough pain period in general life where i gave up you know mm-hmm. and i was willing to do anything to change um 
change how miserable I was or get myself out of this hole that I dug myself in. With that, it, it comes like constant rebuilding. You know, you need to look at shit that's fucking up in your life and like think, how am I going to fix this? Because if I wake up another day and experience something this shitty, I'm not going to want to do it again. Mm -hmm. And that's suicidality, you know? So it's <laughs> like I either got to put on this funky blazer or die. Yeah. You know, not in like that black and white of terms, but in a sense, it's kind of like that, you know, live in my yeah. shell or, you know, challenge myself. That's what's so difficult about life. Like you, you always have to like make a mental note to do something to get better Dude, versus yeah. just like, why can't I just wake up and be better? No, <laughs> it's fucking hard. Flip a switch and everything's fucking okay. It doesn't work. That's so, that's very, very true. But it can be, you know. So with you, Joe, with this little taste that we've given you so far mm -hmm. of um, artistic culture in Seattle, why do you think you didn't know about it beforehand? Um, I don't, I wouldn't say I didn't know about it beforehand. Um, mm, okay. But from, because I feel like I was mostly exposed to a lot of the arts and different things like that uh, through my mom. You know, my mom would always take me to the Seattle Art Museum or, you know, we would just do, uh, you know, the opera or something or we, she she's taking me down to the, the theater on uh, what, what avenue is it? Fifth Ave? Yeah, Fifth Ave. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of that's more, I wouldn't say adulty, but uh -huh. um, definitely more from a, a young person's point of view and perspective on things you know the more hip side of art and everything like that in the music industry i've never really looked into it as much i i don't think it was i mean i feel bad saying like it wasn't something that intrigued me but it, it just it was something that i never gave a chance and i kind of regret not doing so yeah hmm. but it's an interesting thing because like you'll see like you're this isn't this is general for like not just you just anyone mm -hmm. Like you'll see your favorite artist come to town or if there's a movie with your favorite actor, you're going to go see that. But you are not going to most likely go to Seattle Film Festival or see right. like a local band at a bar. So from your outside perspective, why do you think certain people aren't really drawn to that? Because like for a Seattle artist to thrive or an artist in any city to thrive, they need an audience. But like sometimes it's even hard it's easier to find an audience in LA because there's people that are going to shows and all that. But like mm. in Seattle's can be really like pulling teeth and oh, like, totally. so it's, it's sometimes nerve wracking for me to try to be like, Hey, I want to invite my friends who just got back from college to go to this show. Mm -hmm. Cause what if it's the wrong show and it just turns them off completely? True. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get, I could only, really say i guess in that situation it's just going to be a hit or miss i feel like unless the people you're taking unless anybody i feel like certain audience members need to either be very invested in the person before they have that show so that there's already that need to want to go um but i feel like just most people like including myself you know just have never really had a desire to go and to experience that because you know you took me to that one show and you know that was the first time i'd ever been to anything like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it obviously makes me want to you know 
go out and see more of stuff like that because it is interesting. And like I was saying earlier, you know, I wish I would have uh, pushed myself to have gone just to go see, you know, a small time show somewhere when I was younger. Yeah. So that way I could have been turned on to it, you know, early, earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Carter? Like, what is your experience with like trying to find an audience and build a crowd? Like of my own. Yeah. Find an audience. Man, I mean, <clears throat> I've told you about this, but like for me with my music, I've I've been like really bad at what I've been trying to do before. Um, and then I got more into myself, you know, and got better. Mm-hmm. But still what I was doing was weirder, you know. It's like more me and less something that um, – people will hear and think that they could do too. Cause like, I can't do what you do, you right. know, and people can't do what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we're all individual in terms of art. And, um, and that gave me like this, this separative feeling um, where like I'm over here and I can't make music with people. And like, and it was a really unsure place. Like who's gonna listen to this music that I'm making, you know? Um, but I think it comes with just showing who you actually are as a person, as an artist. Um, damn, but you know, um, was that the alarm? That's that's the alarm. Shit. So guys, this was the first taste of having a normie (laughs) and I wouldn't have asked for a better, uh, an artist to bring on than, than you Carter. Like I've really been enjoying our time over the past few months. Yeah. You know, so, and there's a Don't please, yeah. <laughs> and, um, please come to our show. Um, this Friday, October twenty eighth. It's a Halloween costume show with Carter performing. I'm DJing. Greg Cipher, who's been on the show, pretty awkward. The band, who's been on the show, Cici, who's been on the show, and then Kayuga and Lurk Wellington who are new artists in the Seattle music scene. And I haven't seen them perform before, and I'm excited to um, hear their music. Um, Is there anything you want to promote about the upcoming show? Man, it's going to be dope, you know. Pull up, wear something fucking weird. My my friend Amina's coming up from L.A., and she's going to bring her pole to dance on. And um, she's going to be in the middle of this mirror room, so, like, welcoming everybody in. And my friend Una, who goes to UW over here, is going to be a bloody ballerina just freaking people out and shit and um yeah i mean it'll be sick you know we're doing like a fun pumpkin carving thing so you can come we're calling it jack off lantern so you can (laughs) carve a dick or a vagina into this pumpkin oh shit you know i don't know just do fun like weird quirky shit and oh and tattoos (laughs) and sam fowler my my friend who i went to rehab with years ago he um he's staying with me now and he's gonna do tattoos at the show of he's doing a jack-off lantern design i think it's it's like a dick with some pumpkins around it and then uh candy corn coming out of it oh Oh, nice fucking awesome but but other shit if if that's too much for you if it's too much you only get three options you get three (laughs) penis pumpkin the NAS logo or the homegrown in the basement logo? There will probably be something else, you know. A little taste for everybody. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's it. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> Not that. No. We get are, out of town, um, my dog. No comment. I'm dead. Okay. For the comments, we'll get me in trouble. None of that. Not that. 
That'll be bleeped, to guys. Clarify. <laughs> okay, okay, so um, Carter, where can people find uh, find you? Um, you can find me around. I usually hang out um in Seattle, and I'll I'll walk around and and you can find me. There we go. That's how you find them online and everything like that. <laughs> no, my name is Carter Costello. You can find my music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. Uh, I got a project dropping on October 28th called Alternative Soul. That's your and, birthday, uh, too. Huh? That's your birthday, too. It's yeah. my birthday, too. Happy 28th? birthday. Yeah. Oh, shit. Birthday party, 24. Halloween show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's a big thing. It'll be cool. I'm excited. And love you again. Music video. James Gurdy shot it. Hell yeah. He's dropping too. And Joe, do you want to give out your social medias or um, promote your, your uh, mechanic business? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can find me at, uh, it's kind of weird. It's my first, you know, at, okay. It's uh, Yosef J. Baldi, Yosef underscore J. Baldi on Instagram. Uh, it's U-O-S-E-P-H underscore J-B-A-L-D-I. Uh, that links my snap and pretty much it and his only fans <laughs> <laughs> hey where's that at let me find that link. <laughs> let me find that <laughs> so not the buddhist um thank you guys for being here this has been the nas podcast with my name is carter costello and my name is joe and we did it <laughs>